You're listening to Disrupting Balance, the podcast, where we are busting myths and breaking balance. Here's stories from women who are pushing boundaries to navigate the decisions and changes that come with work, womanhood, and winning. I'm your host, Hanifa Barnes, speaker, decision strategist, and master imbalancepreneur. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Hope you enjoy. So welcome everybody to all my Disrupting Balance guests who are tuning in. I am so excited that you join me on this first venture with the podcast. This is the Disrupting Balance end of year check-in where we talk to our top guests who joined us throughout the year and, and imparted their wisdom and their expertise with us. And so we wanna make sure you were able to actually see how wonderful all of this is when you hear the conversation and see the actual individual at the end of the year. So thank you for joining us. The very first person I had to invite for the Disrupting Balance check-in is none other than Elise Beckles. Hello, Elise. Hi, Hanifa, how are you? I am doing well. I am so excited for this because you really responded like in a short period of time. So I am grateful because I know you are so busy. And I know that's one of the things we talked about in the episode. You were episode 12 of the podcast this year and you talked about your life and all that's going on. But before we jump into that, I want to hear from you. How are things going since that time? I think episode 12 may have been around season two-ish, maybe July-ish or so. Yeah. How, are, how, are thing, how have things been since then? Wow, things have been different. It's actually crazy to think it was almost two seasons, literal seasons ago. Yes. Summer went by. Yes. And now I'm in Toronto. We had our first snowfall this past Oh, year. yay! Yeah, so it's kind of winter over here, but... Things have been going well. Um, I think a lot of us are in our work from home groove. And then my tutoring business is still doing quite well. I would say significantly better mm. now that school is back in and I'm being a lot more intentional in terms of massaging that and making sure we're tracking well for serious growth in the next, uh, in the coming months. So things have been well, I'm blessed. I'll say that. That's good. And for those who may not know, tell us a little bit about what the French student, French tutor is. It's a great backstory. Um, Elise and her family, they are from Trinidad, but her parents made sure that she learned French, that she and her brother learned French. And that turned into an actual passion that turned into a business. But Elise, tell us about the business. Sure. So the French tutor is a tutoring agency with the main teachable being French, hence the name, the French tutor. But I always let people know that, you know, while French is the leading subject that we teach, because in our school systems, when you're in French immersion or French first language school, a lot of your subjects also happen to be in French. So mm -hmm. picture your math, your science, social sciences, you name it, is in French. So we are pretty versatile in that we have tutors who, yes, speak French, who teach French, but also those who offer other subjects. And really, it's just about us connecting our tutors to our students, and our students can be children or adults, mm -hmm. and really just tailoring our program to their needs, their learning styles, and just really helping them to build confidence is kind of our main target and our mm -hmm. goal. 
And with confidence comes results. Yes. And so did you have to do a lot of adjusting during the pandemic? Like, I think when I think of the traditional tutor, I think of that person who's standing over you in your house that your parents are paying. Did you have to do a lot of adjusting or did you already have some forward thinking happening where you thought maybe it's better for overhead and other reasons just to do the virtual style? How did, how did you set it up and how did you have to adjust? So thankfully we were prepared for COVID without knowing that we were prepared for COVID. Mm. So in 2019, we ended up partnering with a company, their startup actually out of Waterloo, which is a place outside of Toronto, like an hour um, or so. And this company, the startup actually built a software for tutoring agencies to offer tutoring services. So I call it the Zoom for tutoring. Wow. Super tailored. Um, and they had approached me. They're called Lumined. And they really just worked with me in the beta phase. I got to give feedback and kind of help, you know, give them the best, I would say, scenario for what will work for me. But it's it's been in our favor. And mm. they're a great partner up to this day. And yeah, we are set up to tutor virtually. And mm -hmm. it was a blessing because... The pivoting wasn't so tough because we had the system ready to go. That's good. But so let's just take it backwards. Before all this happened and you, they approached you, was this a huge consideration from a financial perspective or was this something where you were able to work out a partnership opportunity? Like how did that transpire? So that's a good question. It was actually for me a nice to have to offer virtual services. Mm -hmm. I think as well, I was thinking, you know, planning ahead and thinking, okay, we don't just want to service Canadians. We may want to service those in the US, which we do now. We want to service parts of Canada that are West Coast, but on yeah. the Canadian West Coast. And virtual was the way to do that. So I wasn't, you know, planning for it to be the main offering at the business. I wanted to be you know, a nice to have, but we are so fortunate that yeah. it came at the time it did. Yeah. Because COVID, no one could have predicted that. So, yeah. And so the interesting thing I hear in this is this idea of anticipation, right? Like yeah. it was a nice to have, but there was something in your entrepreneurial gut that anticipated something. Maybe you didn't clarify it then. But thank goodness now that you did do that. So in thinking about anticipation, I want to revisit something you brought up in episode 12 of the podcast. And it was talking, you talked about the order of things, right? Because it was the big myth season and it was all about, we were talking about expectations and how for women especially, there's this expectation that, the, you know, you graduate uh, from university, you get married, you have children, you may work, you raise the children and you're like, eh, no, no, no. I'm buying my house. I'm starting a business and then we'll see how that goes. Yeah. So in thinking about that order of things, what's coming next in the order for you? And what are you anticipating in the process? What are you thinking about? Wow, that is a weighted question. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, like what I've learned not to do, and it's tough because my personality type has been molded to be a planner 
and like I'm pretty organized and I kind of have to be and like just the work I do and with my business but I think I want to change that word to expectant mm-hmm. and that I think umbrellas a lot more so I expect growth for my company mm-hmm. I expect to build more confidence I expect to do well and you know gain favor and less others mm-hmm. so I try I'm trying more and more not to like do the nitty-gritty okay I want to I don't know in a previous world like travel to five places in the next year okay I, I try to maybe umbrella the themes um, for what's next for Elise it's it feels bigger than me so I try not yeah. to, to get too in the nitty-gritty details because I think sometimes we may limit ourselves even just by putting those details down it's like there's something that is bigger mm-hmm. planned for us and that is something we probably can't even imagine. So yeah. I want to be expectant to those. I I never expected it moments. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, it allows, I mean, the way I think about it is I allow space for God to do what he yeah. is, wants to do in my life because, you know, we try to plan everything. But like oh, yeah. you said, it should be more of an expectation, but more of an umbrella approach to the expectation. Doesn't mean you don't have goals, right? I'm sure right. as with a business, you have quarterly goals. That's right. But when you think about those things that aren't quite tangible yet, it's more about the expectancy. And I think that's awesome. And one thing that I didn't expect that I saw, and I it, and because of it, I registered, was you are part of Janelle Stewart's Learn From Her Summit. And I didn't know that. And then when I saw you advertise, I said, I got to (laughs) register. So tell me about that experience and, you know, getting on the summit and what it was like for you to do that and provide that opportunity to so many women specifically, because I know that's a huge part of her target group. Absolutely. And I think for me, so that opportunity it wasn't one that I sought out, one that came to me. Mm-hmm. And once again, so my word for 2020 is confidence. Mm. So that's about, you know, jumping at opportunities that come to me, um, being open to different um, avenues of reaching others. And this conference, when I heard about it, the summit, I was like, wow, number one, not many people are going to be able to say during covid I spoke at a summit, like I just wanted to look back at, like, okay, this was what I was a part of. So planning for that, you know, I wanted to make sure I had a topic that was authentic to me. Mm -hmm. I am that person who works a nine to five Mm -hmm. and owns a full-time business, full-time work, full-time business. That Mm -hmm. is me. Mm -hmm. I wanted to pick a topic that was personal to me, that others listening could reflect on and you know, sort of offer themselves um, a little more grace as I shared in that, um, in that talk, just because we, once again, as women sometimes are expected to be these superheroes and, you know, got to just push that extra mile for every single thing you do. And I just wanted to offer the balance perspective to what it is to, you know, you own a business, yes, but not every waking minute of the day do you mm-hmm. have to be doing any work. Mm-hmm. There's time for rest. There's a time mm-hmm. for 
timeout, there's unplugging time, then there's time to, you know, there's tools to help you plan and kind of get a head start on things, which will allow for those breaks and those rest periods to come. So that was my take on it. It was a cool opportunity. I met yeah. a lot of great people yeah. through it. Yeah. And yeah, my network has grown, which has been amazing. That is awesome. I mean, you were definitely speaking my language because yes. I was listening like, amen. Yes, that's mm-hmm, me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because like you, I'm also working the nine to five and have the business. And in your particular case, it's not, you know, just any old nine to five, like you're in finance. It's my understanding, right? Yeah. yeah. And so that level of complexity and brain power I know requires you to actually take the hat off sometimes to go do your business. I mean, I have very limited experience in finance and even my limited experience, it's like, oh, wait a minute, I, I, I just have to step away, you know? So I, I totally get it. I think it's awesome what you're doing. I'm excited. Well, um, I want to talk about another thing um, you brought up in episode 12 of the podcast. And you mentioned this um, idea of the invisible weight Mm-hmm. of all these things we, we don't know where it comes from but we assume we're supposed to do all these things whether it's things in the right order whether it's being an amazing friend amazing partner amazing child daughter re- relative or you know that weight how is that for you now in in kind of this shift in your mindset and thinking about confidence and opening yourself up to expectancy do you feel like that is still a weight or something that you're able to unravel from now? So I think for me, it's a process. Mm-hmm. I would say it's interesting because I had someone ask a question to me just today um, and it was around dating and mm-hmm. it was around like, hey, like, have you been able to date during COVID? And I think previously, like mm-hmm. in my unconscious state that would maybe rattle me a little bit differently mm-hmm. but today because my mindset has been so intentional on you know focusing on the right things allowing things to come to me at the right time and not feeling like offended or overwhelmed if someone brings something up maybe suggesting maybe not even suggesting um should a certain thing be happening right now um it's about a mindset right Mm -hmm. so I shared Mm -hmm. with that friend I said honestly during COVID (laughs) like that is a that's just not a priority I'm I'm trying to stay healthy (laughs) (laughs) that's where I'm at trying to grow my business yes I just I believe that we attract in all areas of our lives what is meant to be for us in the right season exactly that's where I'm at so it's a mind shift um And I think the invisible weight has a lot to do with us as well. Once we shift the way we think and that will reflect in our responses and our interactions. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I absolutely concur. And for me this year, I had to release a lot of weight and I think what some women may not realize is it's an ongoing it's an iterative process. You're always releasing weight, right? And even for me at 46, there was a lot of weight I didn't realize I had to release until after like going back to my therapist and hiring a business coach. And I thought, wow, I got some baggage. 
Yeah, and they'll bring it out of you, right? They will. And it's not cute. It's ugly. I do the ugly cry, you know. But it's it's a relief. And when you release all that, you realize these things start coming into your life and you're like, wait, wait, whoa, wow, this is amazing. Oh my goodness. Where did this come from? So true. Yeah. True. And one thing I've um from therapy, and I'm happy we can openly talk about that has come out was us, me, Elise, sort of getting more comfortable with the idea of being worthy of things. Mm. And that is major for me. Yes, and I didn't yes, know it was a thing yes. until it became a thing. And I was like, oh, okay. Yes. So that's where the confidence stuff comes in. Yes, That's where my mind shift has to come in as well. So just the notion of worthiness and mm-hmm. the expectant it's all going hand in hand. So I think I'm just, this year has been unexpected, but it's caused me to dig deeper mm-hmm. self. And I think I'm going into 2021, like ready, like just, yes. yeah, like renewed, <laughs> like renewing a lot. Yes. So, yeah. That is awesome. Oh, I'm so happy. And, and I love to hear these stories. Even your energy sounds different. from our first I know part of it was I think that night you had a headache or something I think you were kind of under the weather and you were still a trooper and showed up but even I hear seeing you helps but the energy is different also which is amazing so let's do a few quick like uh round robin questions just kind of quick fire um so for next year what do you think your word's going to be you sticking with confidence or you're going to have a new one you think don't think I'm sticking with confidence. I think I'm going to go in with worthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think because in Q, like end of Q3, that's been what was presented to my table and I'm still battling with it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's like, um, am I worthy of all these great things? Like me? Yeah. I think I'm, I'm okay, but like someone's telling me I'm awesome, right? So yes. I'm comfortable with that a little bit. So I might take worthy. We'll see. Yeah. But for now, that's, yeah, that's what I thought of. That's good. So what's the most surprising thing that happened to you this year? Wow. Surprising. There's been so many. Yeah. Uh, maybe a big one business-wise. Um, has been one of our great universities here, like very prestigious University of Toronto, mm-hmm. reached out to the French tutor, little old French tutor for a partnership in 2021. And wow. Yeah, it was unexpected. It was, they called me, literally called my business line one day. And I was very, very surprised and excited. Yeah. So now we have a partnership first quarter starting out yeah we have to pause to celebrate that please we have to we have to pause (laughs) okay and anyone listening or watching please pause with us and celebrate okay continue okay that was surprising uh I don't know. Like I'm trying to think of like a personal one. No that's fine I'm still basking in that I mean that is a big deal yeah. That's awesome. That is wonderful. All right. Next question. Who is your celebrity crush? That's easy. Okay. <laughs> Who is it? It's consistent. It's Usher. Oh! Uh, 
Yeah, I'm not sure fan. Seriously. All my friends know. For a long time? Forever. Forever. (laughs) Hey, consistency is key in all this, right? (laughs) All right. I don't know what. I feel like I know Usher. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. And what are you reading right now? Or have just finished reading? I read... It's not really a book book, but the art of manifestation. Mm. Um, someone I follow on Twitter who I was acquainted with growing up has mm-hmm. sort of a workbook. And I've actually been getting a little bit more into researching manifestation and mm-hmm. the importance of writing things down and, you know, writing the vision, making mm-hmm. it plain. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's a workbook, but it's really what I've been yeah. bookwise into lately. Yeah. Good for you. And last question, your disrupting balance statement was, I am disrupting balance by unapologetically becoming the full version of myself. Does that still stand today? Absolutely. 100%. I think this year was an opportunity for me, not even to become more of myself, but to show others. And I want to thank you Mm. because that podcast was really, I think my shift for 2020 in terms of really, like, I cannot tell you just the response that people gave and people who know me very well came to me and cause I'm not that open. Mm -hmm. I'm a little more closed. Mm -hmm. Um, It blessed others. So that Mm. like the blessing has been, spiraling and growing since then so I think becoming the full version of myself is being comfortable with telling my story Mm -hmm. um, encouraging others to do the same uh, being more vulnerable Mm -hmm. and really at the end of the day just opening myself up to whatever God has for me amen Thank you so much, Elise. I really enjoyed this time speaking with you. And those of you listening or those of you watching, thank you so much for joining us. I will have uh, contact information to follow Elise and learn more about her in all of the notes. Thanks for joining us. And we will see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Disrupting Balance. To learn more about how I'm disrupting balance, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at Disrupting Balance. You can also check out my website at www.disruptingbalance.com to get podcast updates and news from the Balance Disruptor community about how you can become your very own master in balancepreneur. Talk soon.